It's me, Drew. I am here for the solo mini episode of Crisis Twin that was promised this week. Gonna keep it short and sweet, uh, to quote the great Heather Chadwick. This week, um, it's bare bones here. I'm not in my headphones. I am in a tank top and essentially my underwear because it is literally 100 degrees in Chicago at 9.30 in the morning, Central Standard Time. Um, so you know, just so you can like paint a picture in your, in the boudoir of your mind about what is going on here. Like it's, it's a mess. Uh, a lot of TV to catch up on, I guess. That's the big one. First and foremost, I want to get Legendary out of the way. So if you have not watched season three of Legendary, you absolutely must. I think it is neck and neck with season two as the best season. The talent was overall not quite as strong as season two, except for the winning house, who probably were the best house who's ever been on the show in terms of just like quality and routines every week. But the judging so phenomenal. Kiki Palmer should judge every reality show. It's just that simple. And I think, I mean, honestly, Law, Laomi, even Jamila, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Jamila, Jamila is very good on this show. Like, it's, it's such a well-cast panel that it's a shock that the, all of them haven't been like poached up to do other things yet too. It's such a gift that we have them on this particular show because it's such an energy match between the quality of the performances and then the energy level of the judging. It just works. It really, really works. So um, congrats to the House of Juice Couture. Your Jamaican beach ball performance was I think the single best thing I've ever seen on Legendary up there if not surpassing the uh, museum one from the House of Tishi in season two it's just truly phenomenal stuff um Drag Race has hit a little bit of a lull I'm recording this before having watched today's episode with uh Tuve Lu as the guest judge um which is the girl group's challenge. So I know I'm going to like that, but like I generally do not care for these like improv challenges. So like the fairy tale one was not really for me. And then I like the roast stand up challenges just fine usually. Um, but the this like graduation speechification was not good. I famously do not like being inspired by things. So like, I don't, I don't like it when Drag Race gets all pop psychology, like be the best, like you will survive kind of thing. It's like, yeah, like you will probably, but I, I don't want to hear like Trinity the Tuck giving me life advice. Not saying that she couldn't, but like, I don't, I'm not open to receiving that. But if you are, that's fine, I guess. Um, the show I really want to talk about this week, which I've only seen one episode of, but I am going to watch the second one shortly afterwards today. It's just been busy. Uh, Irma Vep. So Olivier Asayas has remade his 1997, don't quote me on that, uh, film starring Maggie Chung about the state of the French film industry as an eight episode miniseries starring Alicia Vikander, who I adore. I know she's kind of a punching bag for being like, 
marble mouthed and kind of flat but like we love it when Kristen Stewart does that so like let's give this like weirdly tan Swedish girl a chance you know who Alicia Vikander looks like and I don't mean to be rude about this like you know that gif of the girl who's like dancing by herself in like a brown bikini top and it's very like who filmed this why is this here she kind of looks like that um I wish, this is not a visual medium, but just like, if you can paint a picture and once again, the boudoir of your mind about a like buxom woman of indeterminate origin, just like flouncing, that's kind of what she looks like. But she's very good in this show. Like everyone's really good in this show. Like Devin Ross, who's a fashion model, plays her assistant and she's giving me like Anna Kachian meets Mikey Madison vibes which is a fun combo and like a perfect like snarky assistant character. Like I definitely think we should divest, but I hate that I'm saying this during Pride Month. I definitely think we should divest assistant roles away from gay men and towards like dry humor women. Like, and I'm not doing like Aubrey Plaza necessarily, but like the way that Devin Ross is playing this character is so funny to me. And like, I want more of it. Um, Another real breakout for me as just on the cutie department is Vincent Lacoste, who I guess is kind of like the Miles Teller of France from what I have been able to like glean from my very limited research. Um, but he's so cute first and foremost, and he's really good. Like there's some kind of like shaggy dog energy that he has that's very like like he plays hapless very well, but there's also like a little edge of danger to it. Like there's clearly something going on between him and like the woman who's playing his like lover in the movie, who's his ex-lover in real life. And I want I want to see where that goes. I'm keeping my eye on it. And then uh, Adria Arjona, whose work I was not really familiar before with before this, though I know she starred in Morbius, which obviously I didn't see. Like, if you know one thing about me, it's that I'm not going to go see Morbius. Um, she is fantastic in this. And her scene with Alicia Vikander, in which she's, like, doming her in front of the entire set crew, is... I, I was like clutching my pearls during it. I was like, oh, we shouldn't be seeing this. This is so intimate. This is so raw, but I'm really enjoying it. I have not seen a lot of youth fagus talking about it on my timeline or really in the media writ large. And I would like to change that because it's fantastic. Like it's a really weird esoteric kind of show like this first episode not much happens and it ends in a place where you're like oh that's where it's ending but I'm hooked I just love the original property so much and if you have not seen the original Irmavep it's one of my probably top 15 favorite movies one of the best movies ever made about making movies which is such an awful genre in most ways but like this really it really like hits hits deep um, and Olivier Assayas has a, has a ton of really good other movies too, like Demon Lover with Chloe Sevigny, my queen of queens, and Gina Gershon is fantastic. I think someone said that it is getting a Criterion release somewhat soon, so let's look out for that, because it is, it's so fucked up, but it's so good. So that 
also is what I'm watching. I had to pause my staircase viewing just because like it's kind of overwhelming. Like it's it's both dark and kind of a lot. Like it's such a heightened energy every episode that it can be kind of tough to take in. So I have as like an antidote started re-watching both Absolutely Fabulous and The Comeback at the same time, which is like not something I would normally recommend, but they are two titanic touchstones of gay culture with like some of the best comedic performances uh, ever put to screen. I really do think that Lisa Kudrow in The Comeback specifically is doing next level work, like to make that character sad and likable but also not too horrible at the same time like that's a very very thin needle to thread and she does it so well the pilot alone like so many like iconic jokes are from that pilot like well I got it and like hello 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 and all these like catchphrases are literally just within this one pilot like to set that tone and set that comedic voice so quickly is so hard to do. Like pilots in general for any genre of TV are so hard to do, but to like be funny and be expository is very difficult. And that's why like, I think most comedies get a lot better as they go along. Like it's kind of a rare case between like the comeback. Like I think Hacks had a really good pilot. Um, I mean, there are definitely more, but like, you, I mean, you, like my favorite show 30, or of all time is 30 Rock. And that takes fully six episodes to get like even somewhat good. So just think about like one, one. So this is the part of the solo episode in which I completely run out of thoughts and things to say. Um, I guess that's TV. Uh, the Drake album dropped last night. I cursorily listened to it this morning. Um, just a little skim through. It's a, it's it's fruity for sure. I I mean in like a passion fruit kind of way. Like it's 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 all like housey vibes. Like it's like Cabana music. He's definitely in his Cabana boy era for better or worse. Um, I enjoyed it more than a single other Drake album since like 2015. So that was. Oh, no, no, actually, I liked more life with Passion Fruit. Okay, so it's been five years, like, but that's a long time in music. Like, that's that's an entire ecosystem. I don't know what I mean by that. Uh, other music I'm really enjoying right now, the new Perfume Genius album, I need to do, like, a deeper dive of, but that's been very, very good. Um, hold on, I'm just looking through my Spotify playlist. Oh, this um, Bossa Nova album came out this week or last week. It's called Milquisas uh, Invisives by Tim Bernardes. It's really, really good. It's kind of this like psychedelic bossa nova tropicalia vibe. Like if you guys have ever heard of the Brazilian group like Os Mutantes, it's kind of, I'm butchering that, but it's kind of like that. Um, you'll get, it's very like chill, very nice, like good summer music. Um, the new Julia Jacqueline stuff is really good. The new Preoccupations single was excellent. Um, and that's kind of about it. Once again, this has not been a really good year for pop music. Um, most of the stuff I've added this year have been like pretty 
off the beaten path like even even for it like you know there's like gay famous and then there's like you know broader famous like I feel like even the gay famous stuff has been like kind of what ever to me or just like not especially like danceable I don't know or just like it, it doesn't like scratch that itch the new FKA twig song that dropped yesterday I think is uh, very mid in a way that I'm not used to from her. And I, Capri songs, like I liked it at first, has not really stuck around with me save like two singles. So that's, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about her pivot into major label music because they're, she's definitely trying a more mainstream sound. But for the first time in a while, maybe even ever with her like this new single killer that dropped yesterday it was giving me like 2016 Tanache vibes which you know like not great um my favorite pop album of the year I think is the Tom Aspall album I'm also butchering that but it's kind of hard to pronounce that and I mean Motomami too like Motomami feels like its own thing like if you're looking for a pure pop fix um, Tom Aspall's new album Life in Plastic is it's like Eurodance elevated but also like respectfully channeled like that that is a genre that can go cheesy and go left so quickly but like it's pretty immaculate my favorite song and maybe my favorite pop song of the year so far is called Effigy it's the second to last track on the album it is like just an adrenaline rush like I've been running to it I've been cooking to it I, I mean I, I've definitely gotten my life and that's not easy to do these days like this country definitely makes it hard to get your life um and there is also a bonus track that is an Alize cover one of my favorite French pop stars the Britney Spears of France um it's tremendous I, I really cannot recommend it enough and I would love for him to come on the podcast because I just want to like gush 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 um also the other in rap stuff that's also very good uh Dochi is great the visuals are also visualing and I really 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 would love people to uh tap into that a little bit more because she's doing something very new like this has been a great year for female rap um and queer femme rap too. I mean, the new Saucy Santana stuff is like fantastic. Um, and both Saucy Santana and Dochi just got named to the XXL freshman class for this year. So that's an exciting new look, but I really hope it translates into, you know, broader fame. Um, I don't know. That's about it. Uh, reading wise, I guess, like, I'm not reading right now. I want to read the new Otessa Moshfag novel. And if you guys have not read the Andrea Longchu review of it, like, it's a really good holistic look about her general, like, political ethos and writing style. Like, I, I, I didn't disagree with a lot of it. I thought it was a little critical in a way that I don't necessarily engage with in her work. But I thought it was incredibly well written and like it did make me consider like Moshfeg's like sort of like it's like a petulant sort of apolitical thought it's not really out of any sort of drive beyond like I'm an artist I want to do what I want and that is something like I've sort of considered before but not like yeah I mean that that is like just a very broad perspective that like can apply to a lot of people so I don't know very interesting um 
Yeah, I think that's about it for this week. Like, I really, I just want to do a little check-in here. Um, there will be a fun episode out next week featuring one of the absolute fan favorites of all time. Michael Eichner will be returning um, with an emergency that will shake this podcast to its very foundation. Um, if you guys did not listen to last week's absolutely fantastic episode with Bobby Highlands running down the uh, <laughs> the top 10 gay songs of all time, uh, do yourself a favor and go listen to that because it is very good. Um, what else am I supposed to be doing at the end of these? Oh, follow uh, FK Pigs on Twitter, follow Drew Haskins on Instagram, and follow at Crisis Pod on Twitter and Instagram for uh, better updates um, directly from the pod itself. I may or may not have a producer who tweets for me I may or may not who knows um I'm really sorry this was bad it is 9 30 in the morning and I you know not people should not be like talking to themselves for like more than like three sentences at a time and like to have done this now for what appears to be 16 minutes is um like cruel to myself and definitely cruel to you. So I don't blame you if you did not even get to this point. Like I could be talking into the void for all I know. Isn't, and isn't that a scary thought? But I do think that that is all where we're gonna end up one day in the void or talking to the void from like a padded cell. So that's something to, something to consider as you like move throughout your day, like an intentional thought. <sighs> yeah. Okay, ciao.